A couple weeks ago, we talked about the power of our thoughts, the power of our thoughts and how very important uh, they are. Did anybody get anything out of that message that was here? The power of our thoughts. It's a very, very vital part of our, our Christian walk. Um, I used to be at one point in my life, I didn't, thinking that I didn't have any power of my thoughts, but we can choose what we think. Maybe that's nothing new to you, but the truth uh, we're going to focus on today uh, should reign supreme in our thinking. Um, when I first heard this, a teaching on this, many, many years ago, I even had a little mini book on this um, and read it over and over, but there's a powerful truth. We're going to talk about um, in Christ realities today, in Christ realities. I know this is a a lot of people, it's going to be just review, but we can never stop hearing this truth and, and all the truths we, we cover here. So uh, this is just a message that always um, is good to revisit. And how many knows we, there's never a time we're going to fully arrive. We have to keep hearing and hearing and hearing, right? So this is just, uh, I pray that this would, Holy Spirit would just bring revelation to you in this. And uh, again, we're going to be visiting in Christ realities. And here's, we'll call this our uh, foundational scripture here. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 in the Amplified, it says, Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old Previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Christ, the anointed one. The first time I heard that talked about, what does that word Christ mean? People jokingly say it's not Jesus' last name. It means the anointed one and his anointing. That anointing, the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. And we are made new creations in Christ, in the anointed one. Also, that new creation has been said it's a new species of being that's never existed before. You are a new creation in Christ that has never existed before. You are one of a kind. Galatians 3.27 says, for as many as of you as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. You have put on Christ when you are baptized into him. And we've heard Pastor Chad say this multiple times, what that word baptism, to immerse into Duncan. We have been immersed into Christ. That that outward um, uh, sign that that water baptism is, is just an outward thing we see of an inward reality, a spiritual reality, that we were immersed and baptized into Christ. We have put on Christ and our spirit has been made new. Um, Our spiritual condition in, in, in this verse near the end, it says, the old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. What was our spiritual condition? We were dead. That was our spiritual condition that has passed away. We were dead in our trespasses and sin. 
the Bible says. Well, that's good news. That means we're alive. We're not zombies, <laughs> if you will. I don't know if that translates well or not, but without Jesus, spiritually, you're dead. You're the walking dead. I don't know. Maybe that's a good way to put that. But we were dead. Now we are alive in Christ. Do you know that I used to, this is just me sharing my thoughts. You got to remember, take captive those crazy thoughts. <laughs> but I used to think this regarding the scripture where new creations in Christ and think, man, I've been, been born again a few years. I think I'm an old creature now. I think I'm kind of an old creature. I'm, I'm approaching 40 years of being a new creature. It seems like a 40-year-old new creature is kind of old. I don't know. But no, that's, that's a lie. Since uh, 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Though our outer man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So, have no fear. You're not an old creature if you've been born again. I don't care if it's 30, 40, 50, 90 years ago. You're, ne you're never going to be an old creature. This, this verse right here says, our inward man is renewed day by day. And in the Passion Translation, it says, for even though our outer person gradually wears out, gradually wears out, no comments, our inner being is renewed every single day. So that the implication there is we get better and better and better. And the best is yet to come. We are God's greatest work of art. Do you think that when you look in the mirror? I am a masterpiece. Look at that. Oh, Jesus, it's spit all over. Didn't hit anybody, did it? Do you look at the mirror and say, now that's a fine work of art right there. <laughs> I'm glad. I love the confidence I'm seeing, hearing. Yes, all the time. So let's see what Ephesians tells us about this. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. Well, you can't, you can't deny the truth. This is the word of God. This has to be the truth. You're God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So God's a good God. He's always doing good. So what does that mean? We're new creation, creations in Christ. What other kind of things are, did he plan for us to do? Not bad stuff, but good things. Acts 10.38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good. As his kids, as his representatives, what else are we supposed to be doing? What other plans has he planned for us but to do good? Um, have you ever heard somebody say, and I've, I've heard people jokingly talk about this with their their kids who went off on uh, gallivanting across Europe to find themselves. Ever hear that? I, I've never had to find myself. I think. I mean, there's you know, there's those moments, especially between teenage and twenty year olds. I that was I was the most confused in life. I think when I hit about twenty, I'm like, I'm not a kid. I know I'm not an adult. I don't know who, what's going on here. 
But yeah, I think that's the point where people have to go find themselves. But anyways, I don't want to get off on all that. But So I've heard it said, and I've heard other people talk about it, where a point in their life they went to find themselves. Well, Colossians, Colossians tells us where we are. This is where you're at. If you're confused and you got to go find yourself, and you're a child of God, I'm going to tell you where you're at, where to find yourself. We're going to see it in three different uh, translations here. Colossians 3.3 3 in King James Version says, For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. That's where your life is. That's where you find yourself. You're hidden with Christ in God. In the Amplified, it says, For as far as this world is concerned, you have died, and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. And I believe this is the New Century Version. It says, your old sinful self has died and your new life is kept with Christ in God. So the real us, the real us is our born again spirit. Not your flesh that wants to drive the car all the time. All your feelings wanting to steer everywhere, go everywhere. But the real you is your spirit man. And the real you is in Christ. And that is where your real life is found in, in him. I think that goes, we can use this, that old term, uh, real estate. It's all about location, 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 right? But in Christ, he is our very existence. He is to be our very existence in this life. As we walk about, in reality, this may shock you, but as his children, we are to walk about looking like he did on this earth. He was our example. He was our pattern. And it is him we are to follow. Just like Pastor Chad mentioned this morning, you know, somebody commenting that you sound just like your dad. And I've heard great messages by a pastor in Seattle talking about that, how Really, you you repeat what you've seen. You don't repeat what you've been told so much. But it's that, you know, videotape, whatever, in your head, that recorder. And you repeat what you've, see, you've seen modeled in your life. And that's why when we grow up, we sound like our parents or do what our parents did. And, and hopefully, over time, you've, you know, Learn some things and it gets a little bit better and better and better and better. Um, but that, that's the reality. And Jesus is our, our pattern. Um, and he is to be our very existence as we walk about in this earth. Uh, let's go to Acts 17 and see how it puts this. I'm going to read a couple different translations here. For in him, in, in Christ, we live... We move and we have our being. And in the New Living Translation, it's stated, for in him we live and move and we actually exist. So that, this thinking, these in Christ realities, and I pray Holy Spirit brings revelation to this because I can't give you revelation. But, and that's why I continue to renew my mind to scriptures like this. Trying to train myself to think 
these in Christ realities. Everything I do, whether it's on my day-to-day job, in my family, wherever I go in here at Karis New Testament Church, our whole entire existence is out of this place of in Christ. And that's, that's huge. And we're going to continue on as we go through some more scriptures. You're going to, it might, your head's going to tilt. I guarantee it by the end of this. But if we really believe this, we won't have a problem uh, with this next verse. We're going to go to Philippians. It says Philippians 4.13 in the Amplified. It says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. And there is no, that, the implication here, there is no insufficiency in Christ. So anything you face, any, anything you step into, Christ's sufficiency is enough for you to be victorious in that moment. Whatever you do. I mean, I, I shared a couple weeks ago that I'm stretching myself a little bit. I'm, I, I received a, an invitation, if you will, to be involved in a, a mentoring kind of program for um, foster children uh, through and using the uh, means of fly fishing uh, as the kind of the tool to engage and to um, just get the kids out. And, and uh, that's intimidating. I mean, it, if I sit and think too long about it, it's kind of intimidating. But I believe, and I'm not going to go into the big story of how it all kind of happened, but I, when I read this verse, I immediately thought of that moment. Christ's sufficiency is enough for me to walk through this, and I have an opportunity to be Jesus to this person. And then, you know, you've all heard it's almost, uh, Christianese kind of thing that you may you you may be the only Jesus somebody ever you know meets or the Bible somebody ever reads, but that's an opportunity. And whatever you face in your life, whatever thing you step into, right here it says you're ready for anything and equal to anything through Him who infuses inner strength into you. That's good news. You don't have to be afraid. But that's. Jesus said, fear not, for I am with you. It's even more than that. He is in us. We are in him. And there's no fear in him. And I pray that revelation of that perfect love that casts out fear. I've said it quite a few times in the last little while, but just think of it like this again. I, I'm, I borrowed it from somebody, I, a pastor here, but just like light dispels darkness, God's love dispels fear. Just like that. And when we're aware of that love, when we're, we receive that revelation of His love, fear has to go. What is there to fear? What is there to fear when perfect... God's love is shed abroad in our hearts by Holy Spirit, the Word tells us. 
And so see that as, as you meditate on God's love for you, I pray that that love would just continue to woo you and that, that as, as that happens, as, that, as, you, as you experience his love, the revelation of his love, that whatever fear the enemy wants to bring your way, whether it's fear of lack, fear of that you're not qualified for whatever, I pray that just like that light dispels darkness, that love will dispel that fear that the enemy wants to rule you with. Because that's really, fear is about control. The enemy wants to control you. I mean, in society, we're seeing that. I don't have to tell you anything. We know. It is the devil that's behind this fear. And people are choosing, I'm... (laughs) Of all things, a comedian, he was kind of satirical, whatever, but he, he, how did he say it? Basically, people are worshiping fear. And I'm just like, that's exactly what's happening. The devil, is, when you see fear being used as a weapon, as a tool to control, the devil is behind that. We have no reason to fear because we are the righteousness of God in Christ, as Pastor Chad reminds us, and the righteous are bold as a lion. Amen? Amen. Whew. I didn't expect that one. All right. So, we walk this earth as Jesus. See this in Galatians. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. In him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, and his anointing lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in, by adherence to and reliance on, and complete trust in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. He died and rose again to be able to live in us and through us. And we died, it says in this scripture, we we died with him. We were crucified with him and we are raised to newness of life with him. The resurrection power of God, his resurrection life indwells our spirit. As Jesus was raised, so were we. And he wants his glory displayed in and through us all the time. I just want, I mean, that's, I want to be a conduit for his glory, for his love, for his grace, for his mercy. And I want you to want that. We are in Christ. This is the filter we need in our mind as we walk through out our journey in Christ. To realize that we are in him. And his life, I mean, just to renew our minds to see the way Jesus walked about on the earth and how he displayed God's love, the reality of God, who God really was on the earth. And that's, the, that's what God wants to display through us. That same love. Colossians 1. We're going to go to Colossians 1. This message was kept secret 
for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. Gentiles means without God. We were Gentiles without God. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. Other translations say, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in us, the expectation. Hope is that word expectation. I've said that before, but it bears repeating. It's an expectation of God's glory revealed in you and through you. God wants to display his goodness through us. How else is he going to do it? We're called Christ ambassadors, Christ representatives on this earth. And we represent the glorified one. Let's go to, can you hand all this Bible? I think Pastor Chad said, you didn't know you were going to read the whole Bible this morning, did you? All right, so let's go to one chapter over, Colossians 2. This is verse 9 and 10. This is where, like, wow. This, this is something to chew on for a little while. For in Him, in Christ, the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. And you are in Him. We are in Him. Made full and having come to fullness of life. Oh man, watch out for this. Here we go. In Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And reach full spiritual stature. And He is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. In Christ, so in Christ, this verse is telling us we are too filled with all of God. We must be big. And our spirits must be big. How does he fit in there? But again, going back, Jesus came to die and be raised again. So he could come and live in us. We are mobile temples of Holy Spirit. We are in Christ, Christ in us, Holy Spirit in us. We are in God. There's a lot of us. We're just drowning in God's glory. And it's good. I heard Lawson Purdue, um, also pastor of uh, Karis. What's his name? His church, huh? Family Christian? Yeah. Kara's Family Christian Church out in, is it in Colorado? Yeah, Colorado Springs. Anyway, so Lawson Purdue, good pastor. He said this, and it just, it, uh, I don't know how I never had this thought before, but he's, he was using the illustration of seeing a glass half full or half empty. And he said, those people that see the glass half empty, are focused on what's not there. And I'm like, well, that seems obvious. 
How come I've never had that thought before? Focus on what's not there. And in Christ, we have it all. And our think, we, we limit ourselves in our thinking so often. I'm speaking for myself at least. But we are in Christ. We lack nothing. And we're so, I mean, whether you want to admit it or not, when you disqualify yourself in your mind and, and, and start running yourself down your mind or with, which usually comes out your mouth, you're not seeing yourself in Christ. We're not seeing ourselves in Christ. We have it all. We have it all. Stop looking at what you're not. Because in Christ, you got it made. We got it made. We have enough. Everything we need in this life to be victorious in our walk, our journey in this life, in Christ is in us. Everything is in us. Hmm? I don't know. That's, I think that's a little too good, this last verse. It's hard to... It doesn't match what we've heard people say about us, maybe, what you've said about yourself, maybe. But God is big, and he wants to be big in you and through you. And that's, this is huge. I don't know. Maybe this will hit you later. I've read over and over this for hours yesterday, and I just kept thinking about this, that in Christ you two are filled with the Godhead. Uh, I, I just, my prayer again for, for this was just that the revelation of this, this truth would just permeate your spirit, permeate your being. And that you would, we would all wake up to this. This is who we are. We are in Christ. We, and this was all before the foundation of the world was laid. That's, this was planned. We've, only tasted very, very little bit of it. Oh, man. Of all, for all eternity, His glory is going to be revealed to us. That's a long time. I don't think His glory ever runs out. That's, ah, uh, man. It's, uh, okay. I'll, I'll do the meditating on my own time. That's just, it's just overwhelming to think about the eternal, I don't even know if there's a word that, I'm going to make up a word, eternalness, eternality, I don't know. Are those words of God, just the depth of his being, the depth of his glorious love. And it's going to be revealed to us throughout eternity. And it's never going to end. I think we got a lot to learn. But let's, uh, let's choose to go down that road right now as we can. So I'm going to, I'm actually, we're coming in for a landing here. I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with two thoughts. Um, one is a reminder, but I'm going to leave you with, with two thoughts. I said this a couple of weeks ago, the way we think is so powerful that we cannot act against it. The way we think, and this is how I want to think. I want to think in Christ realities. I want to become God inside minded. 
God-inside-minded. I want to become Christ in me. Christ, and I want you to become Christ in you, the hope of glory. God wants, isn't that quite an honor to think that God wants to reveal himself to this world through you? I don't know who's got unworthy thoughts, but would God come and indwell an unworthy vessel? He sees you as worthy to come live inside and to put his glory on display in your life through you. That's quite an honor. That's quite humbling. But receive that truth. Because it is the truth. And the last thought says, you will never rise higher than what you believe. So we can choose to believe these in Christ realities. That I have been made a new creation, a new species of being that never existed before in Christ. And in my spirit and dwells, oh, it's hard to say that, the Godhead bodily. I am in Christ. And it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. And it's Holy Spirit in me. And it's us and the Father. That is a lot of that is a lot of good stuff right there. So right believing, this is right believing, is that right? These in Christ realities, right believing will produce right living. Wrong believing, believing that you're not qualified, you're not good enough, you're not whatever, fill in the blank. That's wrong believing. And that will produce wrong living. But this is right believing. And my prayer is that, um, that we live uh, believing that in Him we live and we move and we have our being. Our very existence is to be wrapped around this truth that we are in Christ. I'm just so, I just get so overwhelmed with this, this topic. How much he loves us. And again, he came and gave it all. Just like we were remembering that this weekend, Memorial Memorial Day weekend, were those who gave it all for our freedom. Those who gave the highest price. Our Father came to earth. God came to earth as man in Jesus Christ. And he gave it all. And a lot of that reason was to come and indwell his people. And to live through us and in us. And to display his goodness throughout the earth. That is just... Beautiful news. We're going to be closing with a song today that'll kind of put an exclamation on this. And just, this is an old old hymn and we're going to sing in Christ alone. In Christ alone. And I pray, I mean, again, Holy, I believe Holy Spirit is going to reveal to you this truth, who you are, who, who you're meant to be in Christ. 
and that you will take hold of this truth, that you will run with it and walk in it and be bold with it. Amen? Because this world needs, this world needs the church to know who they are in Christ. It's almost embarrassing. I don't want to get off on some stuff, but there's been a lot of cowardice out of the church. And those who stand up and those who boldly declare Jesus as Lord and their freedoms in Christ and who know who they are in Christ, those are the ones who stand out. And it's interesting, I just heard a couple things the other day how those who have cowered in fear and kind of bowed their knee to the control, fear, whatever, or those who are trying to control, they've lost people. And those who have stood up in the face of mistreatment, tyranny, whatever, oddly enough, those churches have grown by hundreds, probably thousands. But this world needs to know and needs to see the body of Christ rise up and to stand in who they are in Christ. And individ- it starts with our individual awareness. I mean, without him we're nothing. We know nothing. We can do nothing. But the good news is we're not without him. We're in Christ. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. His sufficiency is our sufficiency. We're victorious in him more than conquerors. I could go on and on and on. Well, that's good news. We have nothing to fear. Nothing to worry about. The best is yet to come. You're not going to fall out of Christ. We're renewed day by day by day. You're not going to become an old creature. I don't care what your spouse says about you. <laughs> You're a new creation. You're being renewed day by day. So as we get ready, we're going we're gonna to enter into worship. I'll close in prayer. Um, and as we sing this song, just bask in the awesomeness of that reality that we are the new cre- those new creations in Christ Jesus. He's big people. And he's big in you and he wants to be big through you. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Karis New Testament Church. For more information or to contact us, go to www.karisntc.org. And remember, you are deeply loved, highly favored, and destined to reign in Christ Jesus.